Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champ, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Hey guys, welcome to the Fourth Down Experience podcast. We're excited about this one. It's our first guest is participating and competing in the Alliance of American Football League, but he also um, played in the league for four seasons. Uh, great punter out of UC Davis. Uh, welcome to the show, Colton Schmidt. Hi, thanks guys for having me. How you doing, Colton? Welcome to the Fourth Down Experience podcast. Excited to have you on. Yeah, excited to be here. Yeah. Nice man. Well, Colton. Um, we saw uh, we saw that you posted on Instagram today. Uh, your kicker uh, actually got the first special teams player of the week award, but you also got runner um, up. I guess you could say or honorable mention. Uh, maybe talk about uh, the award and, and what league you are now kicking it. Yeah, so I'm now part of the new Alliance League that started up this inaugural season. We just played the week one game. And Nick Novak, our kicker, went four for four in field goals, and they awarded him a special teams player of the week. So it's you know a pretty big honor. Eight other or seven other kickers in the leagues and specialists and all that. So I guess it'd be similar to the you know AFC NFC awards they give out weekly. Nice. Well, sweet. Well, obviously the AAF is kind of the hot buzz right now. You know, just a new football league after the NFL season ends. Uh, you guys just completed your first week. What, what has it been like being a part of this league? Kind of how was it leading up to week one? Um, it was different in a lot of ways. Um, like I said, they, they've tried to make it similar because there is a lot of old um, NFL experience being brought into it. Um, you know, like Bill Polian's on, you know, the head of it all. And there's former players like Heinz Ward, Troy Paul Malu, Jared Allen, they're involved. Um, and then you got guys like myself who have played in the league, Nick Novak, and then, you know, coaches who have coached all over the place as well. Um, the biggest difference, though, was when we did training camp that started in January is that it's from ground zero. You know, there's no returning vets. Everything is day one, and then we play a game in, you know, three, four weeks. So that was, that was different for sure. Well, yeah, I saw that. You guys were in Texas, and it seemed like all the, the teams were there. Uh, well, all the teams are there, like, similar to, uh, I guess, the NFL Europe is what I was told. So I guess they all were in Orlando or something like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar. Um, and you're obviously holding uh, field goals for Novak, which is which is pretty cool. But we obviously, we don't want to neglect our snapper, which, you you know, you don't like to neglect your snapper. You talk about <laughs> Cole. Uh, maybe yeah, talk about him yeah. and, and that relationship and, and your punting as well. Yeah, I mean, since you guys you guys know how it is, like the, the snap is a crucial part of the rhythm. It starts it all, and even even punting, you know, moving for a snap can you know make it tougher to hit a good ball the way you want. And then holding, you know, if he's firing strikes at twelve, this might have just been on the spot. It's pretty easy at that point. Um, and so we actually have a good chemistry, and you know, small world connection. He actually uh, went to my high school back in California before he went to Alabama. Oh, that's crazy. It was small that's awesome. Yeah. It, it, we never played together then because I was um, four years older than him, but 
you know, we kind of like knew each other. We trained once or twice together. So it was, you know, still pretty funny to reconnect that way. So how many um, guys are on the Bama squad? Because you played for the Birmingham Iron, and I know Cole is an Alabama alum. How many Auburn and Alabama guys are there? Oh, I don't know about Auburn. I saw something where there's uh, 10 former Alabama players, though. Oh, well. I, I, can, I think there's – I know of three or four off the top of my head for Auburn as well. You know, I mean, even, even so, though 17,000 doesn't sound like a lot, the, the first time having a pro game in our state, in the state of Alabama, like that, and that, that was a pretty pretty solid outcome. Like, did you feel some energy from the, from the fans? Yeah, what, what surprised me the most, actually, though, was leading up to the game was the response in the community when people found out that we played or the events that we went to. Everyone was always uh, very energetic about you know, having a pro team finally here. Like they, they, they're hungry for it. They want it. Um, you know, we had some inclement weather that probably reduced the numbers a little. Because um, I think they're estimating 20,000. And that's kind of what roughly the other teams got. I got, I think, at the, their games as well. So you guys are playing home again this weekend, it looks like. Yeah, on Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Time against uh, Salt Lake Stallions. Yeah, one thing that I kind of liked is just like, all the branding and like the teams and and just the color schemes like it doesn't look phony like it, it looks cool like you know it was uh what was something that you liked about like the color scheme or, or the branding or the iron etc like was there something specific you liked about your team um i like how it's just like simple and clean you know it's kind of an old school look with some modern elements to it um one thing I thought was cool that the league did with all the teams was they kind of based like the logos and the team um, names off of what like the cities are kind of known for. You know, nice. Birmingham, for example, had a big iron industry that I've come to learn. Um, I know, you know, San Diego Fleet has that Navy base out there mm-hmm. and, and so forth. So that's kind of uh, cool that they added those elements to the teams for the cities to get behind. Yeah. So Colton, um, Myself being interested, obviously, in this new league, and I'm sure all the fans are too, what what was the selection or tryout process like as a specialist to get into the league? Um, I mean, it wasn't too much different than the NFL. Like, you really needed to kind of get scouted by the teams and be in contact with them, and then, you know, they could try you out. At the, there was a mini camp back in December, um, and then I know there was a couple moves made around the league during um, training camp as well. Um, so it is pretty similar to the NFL in that regards. Yeah. Is there a, uh, an established pipeline where if you guys have great seasons, stuff like that, uh, the NFL could, could pick you guys up without breaking contract or allow you to break contracts? Is there any sort of opportunities like that? Yeah. So, you know, the, the idea obviously is they kind of want us to go, they want us to perform well in the league. You know, because you know, that's mutually beneficial for both parties. Um, so there's, we're able to go up to the NFL as long as it's not like during the season, which is fine because they structured the season during the off-season period. Mm-hmm. So the, I, I want to say the championship game for the AF is April 25th. It's around there. I know it's around draft weekend. So, you know, basically when draft hits, you're going to be a free agent, which is, you know, kind of typically when a decent amount of free agent signings for specialists are signed anyway. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. And for you, I mean, you played 
it's not like you're a stranger to this. You've played four years in the NFL. And maybe talk about the different teams that you've played for and, and your experience and at the high level there. Yeah, so I got my, my first little uh, glimpse of it coming out of college in 2013. I went to the rookie minicamp for the 49ers. Um, you know, this is a trial guy. And they ended up signing me over that summer break going into training camp. Uh, went there, played those three preseason games, got released. Um, you know, kind of, it was one of those situations I knew it was because they had Andy Lee coming off a Pro Bowl year, killing it. He's you know, a phenomenal punter. But it was good exposure for the other teams. And I'm getting picked up for the fourth preseason game with Cleveland. Uh, got cut again and then didn't play that whole season. And then I signed a futures contract to go back with the 49ers in 2000, early 2014, did OTAs um, and training camp with them again. Got cut after the third preseason game. Didn't get picked up for the fourth preseason game. And then went to Buffalo on a trial week one. And uh, I was there for basically the last five years. Oh, that's awesome. You know, as an aspiring specialist, what did you learn in your first few years? I mean, what's the process like of, in your experience of, having these tryouts, getting on a team, getting cut. I mean, did you see that type of stuff coming? Or I think, every, you yeah, know, obviously everybody hopes to, to get a spot. But getting yeah. cut, what's it like? I was uh, I was just going on with the mentality that, you know, it could very well take, you know, three years for me to really break into the league. Um, and with that, being cut just part of the process. Um, you know, so it could be a situation where you could, you know, perform – your best, but, you know, contractually it may not be in your favor, so you're going to get released. So the best thing you can do is go on with a clear mindset and put up <clears> the best film you can for, you know, all other teams to evaluate you. Because that's really what preseason it does, you know, shows the whole league what what you can provide. Absolutely. Um, Colton, we, we love asking this uh, question to NFL punters, um, AF punters, you know, high-level punters like yourself. Uh, you're a guy that's right around that six-foot mark. And, you know, obviously we see a lot of guys that are the 6'2", 6'3", range. Not, not yeah. that you're short. That's <laughs> you, can, you can call me short. I'm a little too <laughs> short. Well, so, if, right? if, you're short <laughs> if you're short, I don't know what I am. Then I must be really, really short. <laughs> some five, six, you know? yeah, <laughs> I was for sure the shortest part in the league. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> that's what I, we love hearing stuff like that. Um, but what I find interesting is, is the drop table and, and where you guys are, are putting it out there at. We've gotten some really awesome responses from guys like Bradley Pinion that you played against and, and uh, Michael Pallardy and, and things of that nature. So for you as an NFL caliber punter, played in the league, obviously playing the AAF, and you'll be back in the league in no time. Um, but just talking to like a 16-year-old, 17-year-old, even college-level uh, punter, you know, you're a six-foot guy. Uh, for you personally, what do you like to teach or what do you like to do as far as your drop table placement? Where do you come out from? Maybe just talk about the details of that area for punting for you. Um, yeah, it's definitely I kind of like when I'm when I'm coaching with kids, I usually kind of see, you know, get a baseline of where they're at and kind of where their kind of natural mechanics are, if you will. Um I like pretty. I do personally like a lower drop, but I think part of that was playing in a lot of wind. You know, Davis had some decent wind, and then Buffalo. That was uh, some interesting games there for sure. Um, and you know, maybe being short helps me there. So I've always been you know a little biased to shorter drop, but at the same time, I do know having a higher drop is you know where you get the you know bigger hang times and stuff like that. 
So I think the best thing you do is, you know, tell guys to find something that they're just really comfortable and consistent with, with hitting, not, not necessarily the biggest ball, the farthest ball or whatever, but hitting like the best feeling ball coming off your foot. Just like the, you know, one of those pure clean hits that, you know, is still a really good ball. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's nice. I'm curious too. I want to go just going back to the uh, the Birmingham Iron. What what has been the uh, kind of the fan support like? You know, have in, in the, the kind of the three to four short weeks that this has really been going. Do they have you guys going out and doing community work and kind of getting the interact with the fans and and, and kind of drum up support for a professional team in the area? Yeah, we've done. Well, we did two functions. We had like a luncheon and um, a pep rally, but it was it was only about one week because we spent the whole time in San Antonio, you know. So we're still trying to get everything established as far as like the um, community involvement, mm-hmm. which uh, also helps having those Bama players because they're from you know the local area more or less. There's a couple guys that are from Birmingham, and so that definitely helps ties ties to the community already. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. You know, nobody really knows much about these teams. What's what's the scouting report like for your upcoming opponent? <laughs> do, do you know much? You know? <laughs> yeah, that was uh, so. That was the the funny part last week. It's kind of like we actually had a, like a, a preseason game. I think I can talk about that now because it already happened. Uh, but they didn't televise it mm-hmm. um, or let anyone know about it because. I think is they they tested some of that stuff, you know, like the new rules out and stuff. Mm-hmm. They wanted to like kind of kind of just mess with it, see what would happen in case of like weather delays, overtime, you know, because there's no kickoffs and how that how the onside kicks work and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we only had like one preseason game, and if anyone watched like an NFL preseason game, you know that it's not really indicative of what they're actually going to run in a game. Mm-hmm. So it was a very like skewed, you know, footage to watch. I guess you could say. Um, and now we have one game. So I think our coach said today that we have counting both those games only 140 snaps to evaluate like what they're going to do. But, which is which is wild because you know even in the NFL you could go you could trace like coaches back to other teams and find footage of you know similar stuff that they're going to run. Mm-hmm. And uh, there we don't have that that year, which so that was that was definitely different. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you could kind of tell as someone that was following on their on these social media, you could tell that there was some kind of preseason game because obviously they were using that for like promotional items and commercials and things of that sort. So I think that was fine to talk about that. Um, but one thing that's been uh, talked about the most on on everything that's gone viral has been uh, at least to the layperson, people that aren't in our little group of specialists or specialist coaches and whatnot is uh, the, the lack of kickoffs and, and the, the quick timing. I, I think at, at this point for me personally, like I'm just still happy that we're still kicking and punting in games. And, you know, obviously Nick is, you know, getting a chance to kick four field goals that you obviously held for him for, mm-hmm. you know, it still makes you feel like, all right, yeah, we're still kicking. No big deal. I mean, like, what's your thoughts behind this whole, you know, no kickoffs, kickers are out, like, blah, 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 but really, you guys are still kicking, you're still punting, you're still holding. Like, right. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, definitely, definitely have mixed feelings about that. Um, you know, because back in high school, I was, I did all three, uh, you know, kind of got 
scholarship for, for punting and kicking at the same time. I did kickoffs back in UC Davis, did kickoffs of my time with the Niners in preseason. Um, so it's not, you know, so I used to do kickoffs a lot. I was going to do them in Buffalo. So I thought I'd miss them more than I actually did. I didn't, I didn't really miss it too much in the game. Like the flow of the game worked out really well still. Um, the PATs is what was really weird. You score a touchdown and you're like, oh, wait, we got kick the PAT. And then it's like, no, there's no PATs. <laughs> Yeah. So that was weird, but that also, uh, I mean, you can kind of see it in, in the NFL games over the last two years, like when a, when a PAT was missed, how much like that one point really impacted the rest of the game down the road or play calling or what, what have you. And now it's kind of like even more so, you know. You know, I think my opinion on this is like, you know, punting, nothing really changed, changed for you guys. You guys are still right. punting. You guys are still holding. But now for kickers – I mean, I think it's almost like a catch-22. It's like you can complain about it, but uh, not you. I'm just talking about people in general. But right, right. If, you, if you go out there and do what Nick did, and, like, you only have four chances, which is going to be a lot of chances for kickers in this league, and he mm-hmm. made every single kick, well, now he just, like, made his value go higher because he's got to sit there for three hours and only play four reps, and he has to be perfect. And they're not even extra points anymore. Now they're different ranges. You know, but if you struggle with those and you, like, you know, the team that you guys played against, the other guy, which obviously, you know, all of us have a, uh, you know, sensitive heart towards towards our specialists. But, you know, but right. if you miss a kick, you know, now it's like a, the cutthroat side of the industry. But you guys are trying to get back in the league. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks that we can't do kickoffs. I mean, it's just nice to be able to have kickoffs, extra points. It'd be nice to have extra points. But, I mean, essentially, for field goal kickers, you know, if you go out there and do what Nick did and some of the other kickers did and consistently do that, you really can be able to show the NFL, you know, folks like, hey, I'm still good. My value is still here. Right. But one thing that I want to ask you, Colton, is like, you know, and I know it's a Wilson football and the footballs look really sweet. And you you got to save me one because when I come there to Birmingham soon, oh, we, we can't. So those oh, we can't. Are, okay. the, the situation with these balls is is completely different. Okay, so, yeah, talk about yeah. so there's actually a chip in the ball. So I hope I can oh, you know, They didn't tell me I couldn't talk about this. So yeah, anyway, there's a chip in the ball, and it's going to measure, like, everything. Nice. So, That's very cool. Yeah, so they're pretty uh, tight security on, on the footballs. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, so they even, like, limit, you know, how many balls you can have on the sideline during game day, which made it a little interesting for warming up. So there's all these, like, subtle nuances that you don't, like, you know, that we didn't know and we're learning on the fly. So, you know, at one point we had three balls to warm up with during halftime. <laughs> so, it's like a, it's like a high school out. football game. All right, so I'm out there kicking punting the ball and sprinting after it and shagging for Nick and it was, um, so it's, it's just stuff, but, you know, thankfully we've, we, you know, we've kind of been there, done that. We were able to take care of each other, kick in the net still and get our work done and perform. Um, going back to the kickoff thing, though, I know we've talked about like, okay, yeah, you know, we Nick, Nick, Nick was four for four. I had some good punts. So is it going to hurt us not having kickoff film trying to get back in the league if there still is kickoffs, right? Because sometimes that's already a knock on guys, and now there's no film, and now it's like, oh, we well, haven't done kickoffs in four months. So yeah. something that, you know, we've kind of talked about. Yeah. Makes you know, trying to plan ahead. Yeah, because there's kind of a catch-22 there because it's like, okay, well, now you're kind of saving your league. You're not doing kickoffs. Um, this and that, and some guys kind of, you know, make careers doing kickoffs. So, right, 
right? Especially punter guys, you know, some of these right, exactly. kick, punt kickoff specialists, you know, like like that you could potentially do, and you obviously did with their time with the Fort Niners and and uh, you know guys like Bosher and Pinion, etc. Right, uh, and even even extra points as well. How's the ball fly? Does it, does the ball still fly well punting off your foot? Uh, the leather to me feels more stiff. Um, so it definitely took some time and the ball feels smaller in my hand as well. So I had to like, I had to completely change like the way I hold it and drop it. Wow. So the first like week or so is a little interesting. You're trying to get consistent with it. And the balls have a stripe completely around. I don't know if you noticed that. Yes. Right. On both sides. And this, the stripe is actually really slick. And so like when I put, when you put your thumb on it and stuff, that's only I had to do is cause I can't put my thumb right there. So I don't trust it enough. And I've had it slip, you know, practices and stuff. Um, and then that also impacts on holding because, you know, usually, like, NFL balls, I've used the last six, five, six years, no stripe. So, it's, you know, you can't just look for the laces, put them down. College had the stripe on the front half, so you're like, okay, I spin the stripe to the front, you know. Now sometimes you catch it and you're like, where are the laces? All I see is a circle. <laughs> yes. So there's, yeah. like, all, like I said, there's all these, like, subtle nuances that you take for granted or, or just don't even think about and all of a sudden, like, a problem comes up and you're like, oh, I need to fix this fast. <laughs> now, how quick was... How quick did it take you to to get adjusted to that with holding, like being able to over the ball and make sh- making sure the laces were out? Uh, it took me a while. I mean, I definitely had a <laughs> a big learning curve, like when I first got there, because like I said, visually after using the NFL balls for six years and not ever using a ball like that before, like visually I was just like, whoa, what is happening right now? You know, if you don't catch, the, like you don't feel the laces in your hand, you're kind of like, where are they? You're trying to go, you know, because it happens so fast too. So right. I, was gonna, I was a little slow, so I had to, I'm getting there where I'm speeding it back up. You know, um, Colton, one thing that's been cool that I've noticed about the league, I feel like the league is doing a lot of great things. Uh, I've noticed a couple of teams have had female coaches. Do you guys, don't you guys have one? Yeah, I had one in Buffalo, and uh, we have one here on our team. Oh, nice. All right, you want to maybe like, talk about her? Yeah, we have uh, Coach Lowe here. I think she. I'm pretty sure she played football as a linebacker. I don't know yeah. exactly <laughs> where and stuff. Yeah. So she actually, you know, she knows the defenses and stuff like that. Right. Which, you know, that's. I think that was always the biggest, um, you know, knock against having female coaches. Like, oh, they haven't been there, done that. They don't know. Um, you know, but when you get coaches that do know, it's just kind of like, okay, she knows what she's talking about, right? You know, it just goes with any coaches because you got guys who played, but. They also might not know what they've coached, but I've had coaches like that, too. I <laughs> don't know what they're talking about half the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you get to the professional level, you kind of, you know, you want the best of the best. You don't really care. You, just, you know. So, I think she's she's uh, well-respected in the locker room. People are very receptive to her coaching, which is awesome. Uh, that's awesome. I'm excited, man, to be following this league. I didn't get a chance to check out the week one games, but I definitely saw a lot of social media activity on it. Yeah, I think the the games are, so if you guys download the, I think there's an app, uh, just like AF app or whatever, but it's going to be, I think they had a couple of bugs with it, but there's going to be more interaction, like you can like try and guess if it's going to be a run or a pass on the app, and they have shoulder, um, cheap like trackers and our shoulder pads, so you see all the guys like running around on the field on the app. Oh, that's awesome. And, that's cool. uh, yeah, so they have all this stuff. Anyway, they also have, you know, obviously all the games and then what networks they're on. So I'm, I, I want to say our game's on TNT. Perfect. That's awesome. Yeah, because the, the main networks are CBS, TNT, and NFL Network that they're going to be airing on. And there's always two games on Saturday two games on Sunday. 
Colin, do you foresee, like, you know, obviously we, we hope that you get to the NFL after the season. That's the whole goal for this league. But do you foresee uh, there being more teams and cities added to this league next year? Um, I, I wouldn't say next year. I don't think they want to, I, don't, I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know the logistics point at all. It's really, really early because it's only been together for, you know, six weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't see, I don't see them expanding that fast, but I do see them expanding. For yeah. sure. I not haven't heard anything. No, we've ha- not. I haven't heard anything on my end. Um, but I have had a lot of people ask me on social media if there's like, you know, a New York team, if there's other teams here and there. But the other thing they knew that they I th- that they factored in um, from what I was told is where can they play in the winter as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because they don't want to go to places where it's going to be negative thirty, <laughs> right? <laughs> and play. So well, there's definitely like a lot of logistics to go into it. Well, we got a nice indoor stadium in Minnesota here if they ever want to expand. <laughs> that would be like the Polar Tundras or something like that. Well, okay. actually, did Colton, did you ever get to play in the Vikings stadium? No. Like in the old, old one or new one? No. Okay. Both times I played the Vikings was in Buffalo. Well, actually, hey, Colton, this, we always ask all of the NFL specialists, you play in the NFL, and uh, we'll get back. Uh, what were your top five stadiums that you played in uh, in the NFL? Favorite stadiums just in general. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I might people post down by this, but playing in Buffalo is awesome because the crowd is, you know, it's just they're unbelievable out there. No matter how bad the weather is, you're gonna get seventy thousand crazy fans out there. <laughs> so the support and energy is awesome. Um, let's see what else is good that I've played. I'm trying to think. Of what, uh, the, when we played in the New Atlanta Stadium, that was awesome. That stadium's pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Philly was really cool. Was it was it pretty uh, cold there when you played or, or windy? No, it was it was earlier in the year. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so I got <laughs> I got lucky with that. You uh, played in a lot of snow games. Or a uh, of snow games? Yeah, quite a few. If you remember <laughs> back in 2017, there was that one with like 10 inches of snow. Oh gosh, <laughs> that was that was a nightmare. It was awesome though. <laughs> you know, nothing like getting back holding for a field goal and the scores like. Seven to zero, and you're like, "Is this ball gonna go right through my hands because it's covered in ice?" <laughs> oh, I bet that's crazy. You're out there like scraping the ground, though, so you know Hoshka can plant properly. It was, it was, uh, it was fun though. Definitely like one of those games you're gonna be like remember for the rest of your life. Oh, I can imagine. Did you ever get a chance to play out on the West Coast um, since you're from, or you played college? Uh, yeah, a few times. I think I played twice in Oakland. Um. We played in the Coliseum against the Rams, and we played in the StubHub Center against the Chargers. Nice. That was the only, yeah, it's only four games, so not, not too often. Oh, I guess I had a Monday night game in Seattle. That was pretty cool. Seattle's a cool place to play, too. Yeah, so we've actually, we've actually had quite a few NFL guys mention the Bills and mention Seattle. So you're, you know, there's been a lot of guys that have talked about they it may not necessarily be the wind and the cold that they like but they liked how nuts and crazy the fans are that, that you had in buffalo yeah i mean yeah obviously you know being a specialist you're like yeah can we just play indoor every week that'd be great right mm-hmm. but then sometimes like those like those crazy bad weather games those are the ones that you really remember you know yeah well this- i definitely recommend checking out a bill's game if anyone needs to go go get some wings go niagara falls knock yourself out a good time <laughs> Yeah, I think that'd be fun, actually. 
So, well, cool, Colton, thanks so much for being on with us, man, and, and taking 30 minutes out of your time to talk with us. Best of luck the rest of the way. We, we hope you uh, have a good nine to ten more games left in the AF. And see you uh, back to kicking on Sundays in the NFL here soon. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Let me know when you uh, try and come up this way for a game. Yeah, yeah I will. No doubt. Awesome. Right, take care, guys. Yep, appreciate it, Colton. Thank you. Later, man. All right, later. Well, that was a fun call, Brian. Yeah, no doubt. It was really cool to have Colton Schmidt on here on the Fourth Down Experience podcast, but he provided a lot of really cool insight about the AAF. Yeah, it was really cool to hear all that stuff, and and definitely I think you can see vibes of they're experimenting with probably a few ideas the NFL is considering and and almost like an experimentation-type league, and, and I think it was just fun to get that insight, you know, so... Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, I haven't watched the game yet, but I plan to, and and uh, it's going to be fun to support. Yeah, no doubt. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening to the Fourth Down Experience podcast. Uh, we actually are going to have quite a few more interviews from specialists in the new AAF Alliance Football League. So even though the NFL season just ended, it's not like here at the Fourth Down Experience podcast we just quit. Uh, you know, we grind hard, try to get these awesome specialists on, and we're very appreciative of everybody that's that's been on the fourth down experience podcast so you know for providing free value to you guys we really appreciate it if you guys gave us a five-star review really easy to do that and if uh, there's someone that you want us to interview uh, hit us up on social media on twitter or instagram at the fourth down experience and let us know man thanks guys uh, y'all be safe have fun out there yep thanks guys see you next week hey what's up 4d nation this podcast has been brought to you by nkr the national kicking rankings platform it's the new and innovative national evaluation and rankings platform for kickers, punters, and snappers. Launched in 2017, this camp offers you a great balance of athletic evaluation and instruction. You'll get honest feedback and rankings, exposure to college coaches, but this camp is brought to you by credible coaches with experience that will deliver a high-quality and detailed instruction to you. NKR offers an active social media platform that will give you proper exposure to all the collegiate outlets. This camp was developed by Brian Jackson, Chris Hughesby, and Tom Feely using a proven camp format from the last seven to eight years that specialists have come to love. Many of the specialists have received opportunities to play at all collegiate levels, including Power 5 conferences. If you'd like to attend an upcoming camp this offseason, visit www.nationalkickingrankings.com and check out the camps page. Or follow us on social media on Twitter at NKR underscore camps. That's NKR underscore camps or on Instagram at National Kicking Rankings to learn more about us and follow our growth. Come see what all the hype is all about and check out NationalKickingRankings.com. Thank you for listening to the Fourth Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fourth Down Experience.